Salutations and welcome to the opening episode of season four of the Native Immigrants. I am, of course, your host, Swami Barakas, aka the Barracuda. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, my wife, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hello! Like, this has been uh, a slightly more of an extended break than we would have liked. Yes, it has. So it's been quite a long time since we've done this. Do you remember us? Do we remember you? Do we remember what the hell to do? Yeah, there's a tune there in there somewhere. But it's mad. It's been four months. Uh, but it's weird. You know what? It's actually not as long as our first season break. We started, I think, in mid-May coming back in, first, in, in season two. Uh, of the native I mean, immigrants. I, I wish you could see my face right now because the reason we had a massive break then was because we had a child. Yeah. I gave birth and that's why I was allowed to have maternity leave from this podcast. Life ain't all about excuses, fam. All right. When the stuff that needs to be delivered and the shit needs to be spoken about, we weren't there to give it to the public. And I could so- barely open my eyes for those first few months. I was so tired. You could open your mouth though, wouldn't it? And talk. No. I grunted for most of that time. <laughs> you know it. I mean, I, I can't, I can completely vouch for no. that. That's exactly how Jojo B sounded for most of 2019. Um, still remnants of that even to this day. Yes. Um, but we took a bit of a long break, I guess, this time around. I think in in hindsight, it was the right thing to do. Yes. It Well, it it was a forced break. It yeah. was longer than we wanted it to be because it had to be in the end. I think, you know what? I think we're just going to have to like keep this, like three or four months of the year, we need to regroup. We need to refresh. We need to revitalize yeah. before unleashing the beast that is the native immigrants, basically back onto the public stratosphere. Yeah. And so having that time away was great. And it got a chance for us to, you know, get to rekindle our marriage. Because, you know, there's been times where we've come close to the cull. Um, but we've, You we've- say this every season and pretty much every show that we're like on the brink is his phrase, right? On the brink. You don't have to reassure yourself, Jojo B. I'm not okay? reassuring anyone apart from the fact that you just talk nonsense. But you know what? I'm like, Because you a, couldn't live without me. We've got a son now. So there's the added pressure of not being able to just walk away from the situation. Um, <laughs> because I obviously now have a massive <laughs> responsibility. Huge responsibility. Um, what are you talking about? As well, Because I'm, I'm a dad, you know? I'm a dad of a two-year-old now. Since you've last heard from us, our son is now two years old. Yeah, he's more than two now. Well, yeah, two in a bit, if you if you please. And he's uh, not even a, a child. He's an entity of his of his own now. He's like a proper boy. Yes. From 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 being a baby to a boy in the space of this short period of time. Another reason why it's been difficult to find the time to bring the show back. We've just been enjoying our time with him. Yeah, just enjoying being parents. In, you know, the winter period was all about Christmas and birthdays and all sorts. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've been indulging ourselves. We, were, we kept fit. 
through oh most of God. 2020. When we ended the show, I was like looking pretty good, you know, like prime, been working out and just been, you know, like really looking after myself. Christmas came, it's all gone to shit. And although I'm, you know, I've, I've maintained some of it, mm. I really need to get back on it. Yes. Yeah. I need to, you know. Get that body back. Yeah, because you know, all better. that all that hard work that you put in with uh, with push with ush, um, you know, shout out to push with ush. Thank you for or giving just ush, me, which is what our name is. But I like to say push with ush. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> if you want to search for her, you can't just search for ush. There's like a million ushes in the world. If you say yeah. search for push with ush, then there's literally only one push with ush. Oh yes, that's true. You know, so you know, push with ush obviously helped give me JoJo B twenty twenty. Um, unfortunately, JoJo B twenty twenty one. Um, ha- and has some has some work to do. Obviously, what? unfortunately, you ca- I you can't say that. I can say it. No, but you can say to me, bruv, A man's has piled on the pounds as well. All right, between the two of us, okay, we've we've let ourselves go. Yeah, we have. Okay, um, and I'm I'm happy enough to say it because you know we enjoyed ourselves in that time. All my clothes are starting to fit like really nicely, and now they're slightly tight again. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not having it. Mm. Not having it. So and neither are your clothes. No, because they'll rip, and I don't want like, to go like, for dear life. You're not hanging on, just yeah, like Jojo exactly. B. No, Jojo <laughs> The seams, the seams. Oh. You know, they, they look at their brothers hold one seam, holding on his hands to the other seam across the other side. Nahibaya, <laughs> and they're like they're just like rip basically. And I really um, don't want to be in those like you know Primark scrums that are happening. So I'm okay. Yeah, I, think I just need to like. We, we've got like some Get we've the got, out we've got again. loads of like old duvets which you can just like sew together to have like you know an all in one massive thing you know how Homer Simpson did in that one episode where Piss he just like off. what I'm just saying if it gets to that stage I'm not going to get to that stage if it gets we're gonna to that get stage, a crane to get me out if, massive if it, if it gets to that stage you know when desperation calls there are methods which we can basically alleviate the situation by using things around the house you're all about diy and like you know saving costs <laughs> Fuck off. so there are ways you can do this i'm above i'm telling you we're living in an age now right where everyone is all you know it's all consumerized you know if you watch the film wally where they're literally just sat in this little bubble you i know. mean that is the future that's what well, that's the future we're heading towards i mean we a were wasteland. pretty much in that future it's the whole be, of last year the earth will be a wasteland and we'll just be in spaceships just on seats just hovering around in massive spaceships yeah watching just old episodes of brooklyn 99 over and, and drinking over again. like massive cu- like they have the big cups of like disgusting Coca. drinks yeah yeah, yeah. No, I don't want that life. And so I'm going to get the weights out again and I will and get the, not, the, look, the mat absolute, out again look, and do my, do my exercise because you, you know I'm strong. You look absolutely amazing as you are, Jojo. But don't <laughs> let anyone tell you otherwise. Fuck you! Okay? No, you just no. told me to sew that a J covers together. I'm saying if it gets to that stage, if it gets to that stage, okay, this thing is right we can't sit here and envisage what the future is saying i'm just saying in a hypothetical world if it gets to that stage there are ways that we can utilize what we currently have to help and enable us to look aesthetically okay in the worldwide public well okay so that future where i'm wearing our old duvet covers sick um you know dibs on the, the you, floral you enjoy one looking at that, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm dibs on that one for me if I'm. <laughs> That looks quite sick, though. Still. <laughs> the old flowery one, the mum gave me. Well, like, because I was saying, because right now, remember we were watching uh, Graham Norton the other day and had Ollie from years and years on there wearing that pretty much pyjamas, like, 
performing on but national television. Pajamas outside are a thing now because so that's you know, lockdown saying. fashion and exactly. all that shit. So basically, we've got some sick old school floral duvets um, and ones that we pretty much don't even use. I'm sure we can we can revitalize those to to look like today's fashion and be in with the young crowd, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Anyway, moving on <laughs> from your fashion tips. Let's... Do people want to hear this? Like, okay, so no, no we, one wants to hear your fashion tips. Wanna... No one cares what I'm you have happy. to say about fashion. I'm no happy to cares. give fashion. I'm no happy to give cares fashion advice. What you have to say why? about fashion? How, why do you what, no? No why? one's coming to How you about fashion. Know? How do you know? How do you know people don't want to hear fashion <laughs> advice from just from Swami Varakas? No one wants it. No one Why? Needs Who? It. You don't want it. No. But that's not to say, you know, one man's meat is not another man's poison. Do you know what I mean? You know, so there could be a, a crowd of people, a community of people, an audience of people that want to hear fashion tips from, from Swami Varakas. Nobody needs it. Nobody wants it. People, if you want to hear it, let us know on our socials at Native Immigrants with a single M on Twitter. I'm trying to push our socials. You want to, try, want to stop me from get, highlighting what we are about, yeah? No wonder we get no followers because you've stopped me from actually, like, you know, promoting who the fuck we are. Aren't at you so Native glad Immigrants, that we're back? At Native Immigrants, single M on Twitter, at The Native Immigrants Podcast on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, you can find us well, but literally I don't even use Facebook that much anymore. No one so. uses Facebook anymore. Yeah. What is the, you know what is, I was thinking about this, right? Everyone's jumping on, like, since we last spoke here on this show, TikTok's kind of pretty much exploded all of 2020, right? Man, I'm not going to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> dances. Auntie are, are on TikTok right now, dancing on the streets Let with em. their husbands, taking like videos of them, Let basically. Em. I'm not doing that shit. Do we sound old and not wanting to jump on TikTok? I just can't be fucked with another social media platform. I know. I've already turned off all the notifications on all of my social media uh, like apps on my phone. Yeah. And usually I just log out of them as well these days. Just because I can't be asked anymore. I'm mm. done. I'm done. I am like, it's just a saturation of bad news constantly just being thrown at you. Yeah. And, and in amongst there, you'll find a gem that makes you laugh. And then, then it's just more bad news. And so I can't be bothered. I just scroll endlessly. I'm watching something. Yeah. I don't even want to be on my phone, but I just scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'm having to rewind my program because I'm like, I missed something important there. Or like I'm reading and then I start picking up my phone. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm reading and I'm not paying any attention. So I just thought, no, there have to be times where social media is gone. Yeah, absolutely. It's difficult to stay away um, when there's like loads of things happening, loads of things going on. It's always that, you know, that FOMO as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, the fear of missing out. Do you know what? Um, I used to have that and now I just don't care what you're doing. Like, I don't care what people are doing. So I have no fear of missing out on what they're doing because I'm doing what I want to do, which is nothing. Yeah. And that is good for me. No, fair play, fair play. And when I want to go and do something, I'll do it. And I don't need to tell you about it. I mean, I'll tell you personally, but I mean, like the world. I mean, if you go out and do something and not tell me about it, and then all of a sudden a little child's just like, mommy, where's mommy? I'd be like, do you know what? I literally don't know because she went off and done it. Didn't tell me about it. Um, so <laughs> oh, she could be anywhere. No, she I mean, could be like, on the like, train to Newcastle as we speak. But you know, people just like, and I used to do this, just the most inane things, and I still want to sometimes. And then I'll be halfway through writing a tweet or doing some Insta post, and then I'll just be like, 
Who I, cares? I, no, I don't even care anymore. And I'm halfway rewriting this. And I don't. I just don't want to write the rest of it. So I just. I just delete I it. Just, this. This. I get pissed off with Judge Fu about this, right? Because she gets so passionate and enraged about some kind of social issue or something that's happened basically in the about news. Those things, though. To me, you'll talk about them, right? But then you'll be like, Do you know what? I want to. I want to discuss this, and I want to. I want to put across my opinion of this and stuff, and, and engage in conversation with people. And she will literally write like paragraphs of this shit via on, via Twitter or on Facebook. And they just be like, nah, do you know what? Delete, 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 delete. And they'll be like, you put all that time and effort into putting some really important, like objective um, uh, opinions and discussions on this. And then just like completely just darting it away as if it's nothing. I won't, I won't do that with things that matter, like really matter. But there'll be some things that are just minor stupid things. And I'll, I'll write a whole thread and then I'm just like, do I really need to engage in this? I know I've wasted the energy writing those tweets, but do I need to then waste any more energy engaging with people who are replying to what I've said? No, I don't. What I need to do is live my fucking life. And there was a time when, yes, bad things have always happened in the world, right? Mm. And it's good that we know of them, like everything's a bit more open so people don't get away with things as yeah. often. You know, but like for instance, the things that happen in America with the police and here with the police as well. Yeah. It's much more like, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's increased so much. No, it always happened. But now we just talk about it more. Now they're exposed more. Yeah. And I saw a good tweet the other day actually of like, I can't remember who said it. Someone said, um, if this is what it's like now and they know that they're going to get put on social media right. and exposed... Imagine just how much worse it was when there was no social media. No, absolutely. You know, Fair play. and and that's is a good thought, and like, and that's you know, it's it's great that these things get put out there. What I find really difficult is the graphic nature of some of the stuff. I don't need to see someone being shot dead. No, of course. And and it's not entertainment for me, and it I know it's not entertainment for other people, but it kind of gets put into that same under that same umbrella yeah. Um, because we're so used to seeing such violence on TV that now when it happens in real life, but because it's through a screen, we're so removed from the actuality of like, that's an, a real person that was yeah, shot dead course. or, yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. whatever, you know, I don't need to see someone being killed and, and that's not good for me. Mm. And so that's the bit that now I have to separate myself from. Mm. And then also there's just like all these ridiculous conversations that happen because everyone wants to be angry about everything. Yeah. yeah and yeah. again, I don't, I can sometimes identify with the anger and the rage, but then I'm just like, do I need it though? Do I need to be that angry about everything? No, because before I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even had to think about it. And there's some things that are not worth thinking about. Some things are important and some things aren't, but everything becomes an issue. And I don't need to be angry about everything. No, I completely understand that. I don't need to have an opinion about everything. My opinion doesn't always matter and it doesn't, and I don't always need to tell everyone what it is, but also I don't need to have an opinion on things. No, on I, some I, things. I just completely understand that. But you've got to remember the flip side of that is our show is about opening up that conversation with our audience. It's about the opening up this question. To us. Yeah. And the things that matter to what this show is about, which is about our community, it's mm. about South Asians, it's about our experience, it's about the things that we enjoy and the bad and the bad things that can happen within our community and all those things, all the things that affect us. Yeah. Yes. But there are some things that are just minor and we just don't need to I don't need to be engaged with. No, of course. But it could be it, it could be minor to us, but it could be an actual issue or something a lot more for some of our community and some of our audience. And so we're like, okay, so maybe from our perspective, it may not be something that could, 
you know, mer- not merit as such, but like get us kind of our juices flowing in terms of, you know, spouting what we really believe about it. But to to the average person or to someone within our followership, within our community, it could be something that's deeply affecting them. And so, you know, we have to then basically, you know, open up that conversation, open up that dialogue by asking all the questions and then deleting them halfway through and be like, do you know what? I can't be bothered to talk about this. This is the thing. Where do we, where's our, where do we draw our line? Hmm. How do we protect ourselves? Yes, we have to be there for our listeners and, you know, and we have to discuss things that matter, but there are, I think they have to be the over big overarching things that matter within our community and not the small individual things that matter to each individual listener because we can't be everything for everyone yeah of course, of course we have to be what we are for ourselves first yeah and then hope that that is what other people will identify with mm-hmm. you know and i think that that's Mate, i agree with you i'm literally no, no, no. playing devil's advocate shock yes. jock right here and giving you an ulterior perspective on the situation no, which you got the- angry about with me the other day actually which yes. is quite funny yes i did i read a really interesting thing about being the devil's advocate it doesn't isn't always necessary when the 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 devil is advocating for something that's wrong. And I am the devil. And then there was a lot of big discussion about, well, in whose eyes is it wrong? Mm. It was it was interesting, but then all the people who were saying, but the devil... The, the, okay, it's no longer interesting. Carry on. Oh, no. It was, it was interesting because it was just a lot of... Well, it doesn't matter. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get into demographics that we don't <laughs> exactly, need to talk about. Exactly. It's fine. We don't want to kill off our listenership of our very first episode from no, season No, because we all anyway. know what demographic would be like, but the other side of the coin. Yeah, you know, of course. So uh, they don't need any more airtime, I suppose. But where were we at? I can't even remember. Anyway, I feel is- like my social media time needs to be spent being engaged in productive conversation mm-hmm. on things that matter to me. Yeah. And not just about things that matter all the time to everyone, to everything. I can't be angry about everything anymore. Yeah. So I will choose. And we have seen a lot of that. And we had this conversation the other day about seeing a lot of people angry at, at so many different things. And then, like, using issues to relate to them to make them sound like something they're actually not. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we just have to take a step back, look at the bigger picture and be like, really, like, what's what's the real problem here? What's the real issue here? And not just play certain cards and things like that as well at the same time. But, I hate the term playing a card. But... Do you know, but you know uh, what yeah, I, I mean? I know. You can ally yourself with something which is great. Mm. And you can be an ally to a conversation that's not really about you. Yeah. So you're not centering yourself to that, but mm-hmm. you can kind of say, I, you have my support. Yeah. That's great. You can be at the centre of an issue that does involve you and you can fight your corner for that. That's great. Yeah. And then there are some things that don't, don't need any of those things. They don't yeah. merit any of those things. There's someone else's conversation. There's something that, doesn't really affect you or it's not it's a non-conversation it's just a conversation for the sake of having it yeah and you can choose to be engaged in that if you want to but i choose not to be because there's only so much time and energy that we have in this world and my two-year-old tantruming little cherub slash monster needs a lot of my energy these days and i choose to spend it with him and that is the reason why we're not on tiktok um. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we started. That's what kind yeah, of where we started. Also, well, well, TikTok is fun. There's less of that shit, isn't there? It's great. Do you know what? It's great. It's TikTok, just like, I can't find, be asked. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think the possibilities on it are really endless, and I've seen so many people uh, on there and doing some really, really great things. Um, can I also be asked to jump on another platform to to push us and expose us in a different way? It, not expose us. I wouldn't want to sit there and get our, get my 
my junk out basically just for the sake of getting some more listeners to the no show. No one needs to see it. Um, but we, you know, we find that, you know, within our circles and what we're about and our discussions and our, you know, what we try to engage with, I think what we've got here on this podcast is is great, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that platform would do us much justice. Um, and also, it looks like really hard work. <laughs> yes. Bruv, there's only so much... Do you know how much time there is in the day? And I've got to maintain, like, the podcast stuff. And then I've got to maintain, like, music stuff. And then I've got to maintain my own personal life. And then we've got, like, parenting. And then we've got, like, 110 different things happening. And your wrestling I, collection. My wrestling collection, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've got my whole wrestling collection side of things, which is a whole nother stratosphere, which I look after. And I have time now to actually have interests, which yeah. I've not had for a long time. This, past, this is something that's happened in the last four months. I found time to have interests again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love Greek history. There you go. And uh, ancient Greek history. And I love learning languages. Talk that talk fam. Yeah, I'm reading Ovid. Yes. I, me, I'm reading Ovid, right? It's mad. And and I'm learning languages. Not for Greek. those who don't know what Ovid is, that's, that's Greek history. Um, well, he was up. a Roman. Oh, okay. It's Roman history. Who I, like wrote I said, about that's your Greek history. From. Who, who wrote about Greek mythologies, not history, about the mythology. Right, okay. Well, there you go. Um, but yes, I'm loving ancient Greek history slash mythology. There you go. So we, in that time, we've gone off and had our own little personal interests and passions that we decided to dedicate our life and our time to, um, and that we're still continuing that continuing, continuing that process now and will continue going forward. Um, but it was the right time. It was the the... The occasion didn't even call for it. I just felt for us, we needed to come back and talk about what's been happening in our communities, not just in the past few months, but what's been going to be happening going forward. And that con- that conversation is always going to continue because unfortunately in the world, nothing's really changed. And our community still needs representation. There are still so many issues and topics of agenda that still need to be covered. Topics of agenda is Standard, back. standard. <gasps> And so season four is back up and running. And on the second half of this break, we're going to be talking about what's been happening the last few months and what's going to be happening going forward. See you on the other side, people. second half of the native immigrants i'm swami barakas and i'm jojo b and a, first and foremost a massive massive shout out to my brother new flow for delivering this season's theme tune to the native immigrants much much appreciated you would have heard that at the start of the show and just now on the interlude break um, and New Flow is a great producer, has been working on music for a number of years from Leeds, um, really big on the Asian underground scene. And he was kind enough to send us uh, a little snippet of his track, Tere Mere, which is now our theme music for this whole season. I love it. We used to be MySpace friends. Oh, big Back up. in the day. It used to be like a MySpace like groupie thing, isn't it? You used to be chatting to all these musicians at that time. I wasn't a groupie. I was a fan of music. And so I used to find my favourite musicians and fan just befriend them yeah. on... And... Fuck off. 
I'm not saying that you, inter- you interacted with any like liaisons with I these people. I had no like, yeah, inappropriate chat. Thank you very much. It was just friendly. Like I'm a well, fan. How do I know, bruv? Those were, those were DM conversations you have in all these musicians back then. I don't know what you were talking about. Piss off. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's all I have to say to you is piss off. Just because I married you didn't, doesn't mean I'm trying to marry everyone else, for fuck's sake. Can no. you imagine my days? No, I just used to like, because I always wanted either free tickets to gigs or I wanted free music. <laughs> so I just used to befriend people and be like, can you send me music? That was my it. My days. For fuck's sake. I'm a big fan. You do- You've got some great music. Have you got any other music coming out? Are you coming to London anytime soon to do any gigs? Free ticket, free ticket, free ticket. Wow. So you okay? So you're MySpace scrounger. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> scrounger rather than which is what I'd rather be. Oh yeah. Well, shout to MySpace. It opened up loads of conversations with me with so many people that I know to today. Was conversations opened up via MySpace and relationships formed, connections musically. You know. So yeah, it was a big time, great time, but much much respect to New Flow. Make sure you check out all of his material. Go. Through, we were listening to some of his tunes on Spotify the other day. It's just like guy's got a great back catalogue. It's the kind of music that I love and that I used to go out like raving to. Yeah. You know, just just like a lovely DMB kind of move your arms around, flail them around, <laughs> just jump around on the dance floor, that kind yeah. of thing. I love it. Lose your inhibitions. Yeah. Music, you know. Good times, sweaty clubs, dark Great, great times back then. Now, don't touch me. Don't come near me. I'm not going to some dark place where there's no lighting and the toilets are dirty. Literally a dark place for Jojo V. Yeah, and the toilets are disgusting. I'm not doing that anymore, but I did it back then and it was good times. Okay, well, there you go. Um, Different time, different period, different Jojo V. But let's talk about (laughs) what's been happening in the world. Well, it's 2021. It's April. It's still COVID. Yeah, we've lived it through like over a year of this bullshit. Yeah, well, we started our season three episode in the real height of lockdown or just at the beginning of the lockdown period, the first lockdown. Yeah. What are we on now? Lockdown 58 or... (laughs) It feels like. Like the UK guidelines and regulations. Um, Although there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there's vaccinations happening. There's things like easing up. But last time things eased up and everyone went mad and there was like 300 million people in the same pub garden. Yeah. It all went a bit tits up. So I'm just kind of like hedging my bets at the moment, just taking it slow. Yeah, we have to to proceed with caution, I guess. You know, because, okay, so we at least have the, the, you know, the added benefit of vaccinations happening in the last three or sort of three months four months even from the start of the year but then you've right? got two vaccines and one of them's a bit controversial yeah and like is it safe is it not safe who knows because there's so much misinformation out there and who yep. do you believe because everyone's corrupt it's hard it's yeah. a hard time it's really difficult to know whether you're making a right choice with anything you do and yeah. it's very anxiety inducing so the whole vaccine issue huh in the, you know, the pro-vaccine and the anti-vaccine kind of brigades, oh, the two different sides. We're going to really get into this. We probably don't have to because it, that's a whole, maybe a whole another conversation that's, I don't know how much of it is actually relevant to our show. It's probably relevant to our lives, obviously. I think it's relevant in the terms that like there was a lot of coverage of how like the Asian um, community, uh, just general like ethnic communities hmm. were having um, a lower uptake. Yeah, definitely. But I was never sure if that was just propaganda or not as well. So mm. 
it probably does sound like propaganda, but then you, the flip side of it is you can imagine lots of members of our community being averse to this kind and of stuff. And there were like just random anti-vax um, messages going around on the anti-G network on WhatsApp and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, they, yeah, they, again, like I said, there's a lot of misinformation yeah. and people thinking that things aren't safe in terms of the religious stuff. So like, you know, this kind of goes against my religion to do this because it contains this ingredient or that ingredient. Yeah. All these things that I don't really understand mm. and can't really comment on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is what was happening. Yeah. Over the last few months when the vaccination started rolling out at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It all seems to have gone quiet. That whole kind of the immigrants don't want to have the vaccination thing has all quietened down a bit. So. Maybe because all the immigrants have got their vaccine since, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. And I read yeah, the things that you read. I don't know what to believe. That's so the I read, thing. you know, like how actually they were saying that, but really the vaccines were being pushed towards the richer, whiter areas and there wasn't very much availability in the poorer, more ethnic areas of the country. And that's why there was less, <laughs> less you know, Asians or ethnics in general being vaccinated. Yeah. And that's why the... And, we all know that BAME people, I hate that term, but I don't know what else to say. But yeah, we eradicate the, the term BAME, surely. Yeah, but how they were more likely to be catching COVID, but there was no genetic reason for that. Mm. So actually it was kind of socioeconomic factors that were playing into that. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It, it, it all just kind yeah. of seemed conflated. It all kind of seemed like it was all one issue mm. and we're just being blamed for covid <laughs> and spreading <laughs> yeah, covid yeah. because we're not being it's vaccinated yeah. and i didn't know how much to, to believe of that yeah absolutely and obviously there's a big thing at the moment between the pfizer and the astrazeneca um and in terms of what you can get and the the potential disastrous side effects of of one of them in comparison to the other and how depending on your, um, you know, the elite status of your respective societies, who got what, basically, based on and, yeah, you know, numbers. Yeah, and it's all about age groups and all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. all stuff that goes over my head a little bit. I try mm. and understand it, but probably not one to be commenting no, on. No, of course, it's difficult. <laughs> it is very, very difficult to comment on it because, in essence, you know, if you if you stand back and look at the facts, we're basically being told to put some foreign bodies into our system to allow us to basically go out and function as a normal society. Which is what all vaccinations are. That's why we get polio vaccination. That's mm. why Bubs has had a million vaccinations as a, as a baby yeah. to make sure that he's safe from measles and all these kinds of things that are horrendous when you have them and they can make you very, very ill yeah. and can even kill you. Mm. This is another one of those things. I think the fear has come from the fact that this vac these vaccines, there's loads of them. There's multiple vaccines yeah, and who knows yeah, which yeah. is good and which ones are and what's going to do what to you. Is that there's no kind of long-term evidence of what it will do. This is the thing. You know, this we're putting exactly, it into yeah, our so body, but in like 10 years time, are we going to grow a second head? Who knows? <laughs> you know, head, I'm wow. going to have eight arms. Who knows? Like, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen to us. Mm. And so... That's where fear comes in and then people love fear mongering and they love this to kind of thing, like feed off it because they're like, you know, I've got this vision because I'm totally obsessed with Greek mythology. I've just got this vision of like Cerberus, three-headed dog, like trying to kind of eat you. So you having eight <laughs> arms in the future could actually put you right up where your passion is right now, isn't it? You could turn into a Greek goddess. Um yeah, no, fear-mongering has been like massive in the last year anyway. We've we've hit all our highest fears collectively 
through this whole process and stuff. And we're continually kind of still kind of, there's loads of people in two minds about this. And I guess, you know, the flip side of it, the flip side, the, the way to look at it is if it enables you to live as, I can't even use the term normally or, you know. There is no sense of normality, normality anymore. anymore. And yeah. what was normal before? Is that correct? Like, do we want to go back exactly, to that? Exactly. Because yeah. I don't think many of us do want to go back to that world. And so it's like, what are we going to do now that's going to feel like it's livable? Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously lots of people are now going back to workplaces, offices, um, you know, the, some companies are insisting you come in. Some places are allowing more flexible working. So society as a whole is going to have to change basically going forward. And I think employers are going to have to, you know, just be a little bit more malleable, basically, I in terms of how they... It, when you think about it, when you take a step back and you think about it, our notion of normality is how we work. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's how we... It's not about the other hours in the day of our functioning and being with our families and stuff. It's literally about those eight hours a day and our working situation is how we envision normality. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and like, and if we're not in the office or we're not in the workplace, then it's not normal. Yeah. It's such a strange way of thinking. It's mad. It's mad. And it's the way that we've been like programmed to be. Yeah. And... I just think we need to deprogram from that. And a lot of people have over the past so year. But some people to are so some people are so strongly programmed that way yeah. that they're like craving to be back in that like nine to five in the office every day yeah. kind of and I just I mean, I don't think there's a lot of those people left, but some people still no, you'd want be surprised. to do that. So you'd be surprised by how many people are clamoring to get back to going on the commutes, waking up early in the morning and jumping on a tube with like 500 people in your carriage and getting on at the other side or somewhere in central London, the hub of COVID, to go into offices and basically be there for eight hours a day, complain about it the whole time and then jump on back on and do the same process, commute yeah. back home again at like, get home at nine, 10 o'clock at night and they want that lifestyle or they don't know any other way. And so normality for them is that kind of life. Um, and I want to open up to our listeners. What do you guys prefer? What would you want to do going forward? Do you, like, I know myself, I'm very, almost too used to living this way now to then have to find a way to get my mindset back to going into a commute to an office situation is going to be very, very difficult I think for it's me. going to be hard for you to be away from Bob's. And as, as much well, as he exactly. has like a meltdown here and there and he can be a bit irritating when you get angry with him or whatever, yep. most of the time is pretty lovely and we've had yeah. some really intense family time that actually has done him so much good yeah and also done us a lot of good and also like i think it's different from imagine if i was out of work for a year and like being me. at home well yeah if imagine <laughs> i was jojo b at the lowest ebb of society all right scrounging off the benefits of the government i've literally not received a single <laughs> benefit, benefit right I've, no, I've, I've been given nothing absolutely. so that's that's bullshit and if you have had to uh, this, is the take, this is the tragedy of our situation and also, if nothing. you have had to have benefits don't listen to him like you took them because you needed them and you deserve joking, them and joking, you you know like it's just Anyway, carry on what you're going to say yeah, and then exactly. I'll say what I'm going to exactly. say. Exactly. Like, it's different from like being, if being out of work for this long, for a year, and wanting the desire to have to, you know, to at least 
provide and go back to some kind of working environment to ensure that we're paying bills and doing these kind of things Not and putting food in our mouth. Not having to worry about putting food Absolutely, in your mouth and yeah. putting the heating on when it's cold and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So then I would be at a point where I'd be like, right, I need to go out there back into an office and commute. I want that. I crave that. I need that. Having worked from home, so I've been basically working, but being at home for a whole year without having any close contact with any of my co-workers or anything. Those are those are two very different scenarios. And so now I'm just like, well, I'm working. I'm still doing what I need to do. I'm still fulfilling all my requirements. Mm. But I don't have to like go through the process of a commute. I don't have to spend that much out on my travel. Yeah. You know, that money I can then just put back into my son's mouth, um, you know. It's, and also you're not having to waste the time yeah of as commuting. well yeah, of commuting yeah there's there's obviously there's always like drawbacks to it you know you don't get to have the the camaraderie and the social aspect of being around your co-workers yeah. etc which is a massive thing you know it's something that i've really missed as well at the same time being home and not being able to have that interaction with these people the banter yeah absolutely you know but just you know you getting to know your colleagues and stuff i was i feel like i don't even know some of half of them anymore do you know what I mean because i've been away from them for so long and so you do feel isolated in that way you know and zoom's great and all these meetings and conference calls are great but it's not exactly the same thing. So I guess it's it's about weighing up what's more important to you, you know, as a as a whole, you know, the whole experience basically of, you know, yeah. working from home or being in an office environment. But let us know, people, what would you guys prefer? Would you prefer to now continually work flexible from home going forward, remotely going forward full time? Would you prefer a, a mixed, like a, a more of a flexible so you have work and and uh from home or working in office as well at the same time or would you prefer 100% going back to your you know your working environment whether that is in an office or whether that is on a construction site or whether that is on you know umpteen well, number of things you see you say construction site we have to be fully aware that we are very privileged to have had the opportunity or you are anyway to have worked from home I've been unemployed the whole time yeah. but for you to be working from home there are some people who've had to continue, continue working, as normal yeah. Yeah, in inverted commas through this whole this whole experience they've been going into their workplaces whether that's in retail or in hospitals or any other place that's been open this whole time they've had to provide a service yeah. and had to do their job as normal so that the country can carry on running, yeah. you know, taking the bins and all of those things, all of these people who are essential workers yeah. and some of whom have been continually overlooked as well. So rightfully, doctors and nurses have been appreciated. Teachers have got a lot of flack, but they've still been appreciated on the whole in general, you know. Yeah. Um, the retail, like supermarket workers have been shown appreciation, but there's all these other people who work, you know, the cleaners and the, the bin men and the yeah. posties yes. and all those people who have continued to carry on working and had to, um, and had to just put themselves out there and put themselves in danger a lot of the yeah, time yeah, as yeah. well. So yes, I just want to say that we are talking from a very privileged point of view. Yes. And to those people who have had to continue over the year and have had to put their fears aside, we appreciate you and understand that things probably won't change that much now that mm. everything's going back to normal. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, our thoughts are with all those people and their forefront in our minds through everything that's been happening this past year. Royal Mail service included, you know, there's so Amazon many people. deliveries that we've all been getting have been delivered by someone. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that person has had to 
go to work every day, get yeah. in their van and go to multiple places and have contact with lots of people. Yeah. And it's it's a scary world. It is a scary world. Um, and hopefully it's not getting too scarier. Um, but obviously we're hearing about more mutant variants appearing across oh, the whole God, of the UK. The mutant variants, yeah. Um, so, you know, I would, wouldn't count your chickens just yet. Just be um, safe, Just people. be safe. Be cautious. Think about your fellow man uh, with whatever you do going forward. Um, you know, because we've been through enough lockdowns. Let's try to ensure we don't get another one. Um, I know some some of the circumstances are beyond our control, but if we can do everything in our power to enable us to go forward with a bit more positivity, then I think the world will be a better place. Hallelujah. Yes. And um, I just want to mention also while we're talking about COVID that we can't forget that there have been over 150,000 deaths. Yes. And um, some of those have been close to us. Yes, indeed. And... It's, that's another reason why we took a longer break because it's been a bit of a difficult time and we just want to remember those people and and those people that are grieving currently. Yeah. You know, whether that's you or someone you know, whatever, like as long, just know that we're with you and that we're thinking of you and it's been a hard time for us all. It's been a really, really difficult time. I think most of the people we know within our lives have been affected by someone within their circles, um, you know, whether there's people that have contracted COVID um, and other people which have ha- sadly had people pass away from this um, terrible disease. And it's been difficult from, our, from us to understand and get to grips with the severity of this illness and especially when we see people not taking it so seriously and kind of going about their lives and feeling a sense of entitlement that really there's this this whole thing is a massive conspiracy or these kind of things i see a lot on social media when until you've had people close to you that have been deeply affected by this to the point that there's been like casualties from this you'll never understand the grips of this situation. And so, you know, it's been a difficult time for us because we've had people close to us that have passed away. I'm sure there's listeners of ours that have had people within their lives that have been affected by this. So, you know, let's let's take this seriously, people, and let's do everything that we need to do to ensure that we can move forward without more people, you know, contracting it, more people passing away, you know, and it's, it's yeah, a really, really sad situation. Let's do all we can to ensure that this doesn't happen going forward (sighs) right um what else has been happening in the world away from covid which has kind of taken up most of our lives in india there's been a number of protests taking place most significantly in delhi with the farmers yes now this is something that we really wanted to talk about and we couldn't do it because we were in between seasons and there were a lot of people talking about this and discussing this across their respective shows and podcasts uh, and radio stations were really um, you know, uh, excessively discussing this, rightfully so. Um, there's been um, a very much a divided opinion on this depending on almost a community-community basis as well in the UK, it feels like. But I feel like we need to discuss this on a much bigger scale on a future episode. Because I think just by giving it uh, an off-the-cut comment on exactly what's happening right now wouldn't really give this situation the justice it deserves by the 
the gravity of it. And also it's very complex, so it's it'll be better for us to dive into it in a bit more depth. Yeah. Um, get some more understanding and see where we're at right now. So I think it would be better to do a longer show and really just kind of discuss it in detail. Yeah, in depth. Maybe get someone in to come give us a bit more of a factual understanding as well. Someone who knows what they're on about. So, exactly. Uh, because, you know, we could speak about it from our perspectives and our point of view uh, without knowing the full details and without knowing exactly what was on the bill. Um, because lots of people have been, I've been reading so much about the bill and what's actually said on it. But a lot of it could be lost in interpretation. There could be a lot of miscommunication. And also, like I said, it's it's complex. Yes, indeed. And so we need someone who can break it down to us because we are the lay man and lay woman. The lay man woman. Lay person. Lay person's terms. Um, so, but it is a massive thing happening right now in India. Um, and we stand with the farmers. We do indeed. You know, so let's continue that fight. Let's continue hoping for justice uh, out there. Um, there's been protests um, happening here as well in London and across the UK as well in the last few months. And in, across North America. Across North America as well. So it ex- explains the validity and the real um, seriousness of the situation and so let's all you know ensure and hope that justice uh, ensues for all concerned yes and so let's all go on to the cool things in the world the cool things the cool things the world of showbiz entertainment music and tv yes uh, what has been happening since we've left well not a great deal to be fair like we said, we needed some time out. Yeah, well, we needed some time out, but there hasn't really been much for our community on the TV. To oh, the whole show community needed some time out. <laughs> exactly. Representation is still a big issue, um, you know, but there have been a few little, you know, Bits gems. Of our, some, some news here and there. Exactly. The big thing, I guess, uh, from our community's perspective is Riz Ahmed being nominated for, well, a BAFTA. Golden Globe and an Academy Award. I feel like we need some sirens here. Yeah, let's throw some sirens <laughs> in this. <laughs> yeah, let's throw some sirens in this bitch. Because um, that's a that's a massive thing. You that's know. huge. That's a massive look. This is a guy that I was basically sharing stages with uh, 15 years ago, like in club nights at Bombay Bronx and random events and gigs that we used to do together. Yeah, name drop. Yeah. Uh, well, it's true, isn't it? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. it's true. Um, and now he's like... In the midst of being, you know, one of the best... Well, he is one of the best actors out there right yeah. now. But now he's, like, formally being recognised for it. Yes. Amongst his peers um, in the biggest award shows in, in Hollywood. Yeah, for the film Sound of Metal. Indeed, Sound of Metal. Um, but he also had a great... Which is on look, Prime. Which is on Amazon Prime. And we will watch this this weekend. Yes. And review it. For the next show. For the next show. Yes. Indeed. Um, because I think we need to, you know, watch it in detail, give our opinion of it. Um, unbiased, obviously. We've got to be very subjective with this. As well <laughs> we'll try. We have to. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of listening to us if we're just going to be all like, yeah, yeah, brown, brown, no. brown, brown. We'll tell you if it's shit because, and it won't be because it's got so many good reviews, but, you know, we don't hold back when we do when we are disappointed by something. Exactly, you know, so we will give our factual opinion on it. Yeah. Um, but massive, massive respect to Riz. Oscars, are, as of press time, are not yet on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> they're not currently on. Yeah, they're not currently on. As you listen so, to this, they're probably... Well, it might be by the time you listen to this. Because we don't know what date they're on. But by the time the show comes out... <laughs> we forgot to check that. We then. forgot to check that. I think it's end of April. Isn't it 20... I'm actually sure it's at the 24, 25th of April. Okay, so, fine. Like, so it's so next weekend. they're definitely weekend. not on right now. They're not on right now. They're not on right now. Uh, but Currently. they could be if it isn't to this after the 26th of April it might have happened Currently they're not on If you're not if you're As not, of recording As of recording time they're currently not on Yeah <laughs> But they will be on on that weekend At some point in the future In the future <laughs> At a time on a date Bruv you're getting top notch level broadcast journalism here <laughs> on the native immigrants On the research we do the, all, Honestly seriously <sighs> all the notes that I've got sitting in front of me with all this stuff like and our producer is obviously sitting there next to us, yeah, giving us silent all the producer. Detail. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Producer Bubs. Producer Bubs. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. So that's it, pretty big, though, isn't it? It is a massive thing. Massive, massive thing. Yes. Um. So you know, fingers crossed for Riz. That would be a huge look for our community. You know, Dev Patel he is up against some stiff competition. He is up against Let's some not big competition. Out, no, obviously. But um, he's deservedly there. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that that first season we spoke on our second show about representation uh, for our community, whether it was on TV, film, music, and we mentioned Dev Patel and Riz Ahmed mm. in that conversation. Since then, like you know, both of those gentlemen have both been nominated for Oscars, yeah. you know, in that time. Uh, and so it's a it's a massive look. Two guys from Northwest London. Didn't Dev Patel get <laughs> nominated for a supporting actor in yeah, his own film his own where film, he was the where lead? Where he was lead actor, yeah, exactly, for Lion. Uh, that still continues to happen to people <laughs> yeah. of any kind of ethnic background. Well, yeah, Daniel um, Kaluuya, I think, was this year. I think he's nominated for Best Supporting Actor. In a film where he's the lead? He's lead actor, exactly. Um, nonsense. Yeah, it does not make any sense for me. Um, but he did get, you know, he won the Golden Globe. So fingers crossed that, you know, if he gets an Oscar, man's got an Oscar, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know? Does he not already have an Oscar? No, he got nominated for uh, Get Out. I thought he won. No, I thought he'd won one. Maybe no. not. No, he's no, no, I don't think so. Again, sublime levels of research. The level done here. of broadcast journalism <laughs> is through the roof here on this show. Obviously, oh, the main listen, reason listen yeah, to between us between looking after a child and a husband, job hunting, and just trying to survive every day. You're lucky we're even sitting in front of our mics right now. Jojo B, hashtag queen of excuses. <laughs> Piss up off. in this, okay? Um, <laughs> but uh, we also want to wish everyone a very happy Vasaki, Ramadan Mubarak, and happy Navratri Woohoo! as well, which all seem to coincide at the same time. We all launched on the same day. Yeah, it was like, it was Simultaneous mad. launch. It was like the, you know, the, the space-time continuum, you know, it was also called the Great Vortex, you know where all the moons align in this one like prism is what oh. happened basically on that day, the Great Vortex. Yes. Okay, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. You're looking at me expecting me. I have you're literally the whole, no like, idea. Greek mythology and all this kind of stuff. What the fuck does the Great all, Vortex the mean? The Great Vortex. The Great Vortex in the Dark Crystal is when all the moons basically align <laughs> in, in the, the same. In the Dark Crystal? Yeah, exactly. That's not Greek mythology. Because you know, it's, it's real mythology. It's things that actually took place rather than all this, you know. Although I did watch the series stuff. with you, so I should know. The exactly. film freaks me out, but the series is quite good. Anyway, happy all of those things to all. It was literally all of our communities all celebrating in this one day at the same time. Yes. Which was fantastic to see. And happy, happy, happy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I hope you all enjoyed yourselves, had a very safe celebration. Obviously, now we're at a point where people can see their family. Well, it's still not 
you know, in the garden, you can see gardens, your families in the garden. In the garden, exactly. In outdoors, you can still see your families and you know have those kind of Zoom conversations and such. Um, I think it's a, is it the end of May when we can actually be indoors? Uh, Who knows? Point? Well, yeah, because we've done no research. <laughs> I'm going to level with oh you guys, right? Days. We were just like, we've got to get this podcast wow, started yeah. at some point. It's so true. we just got the equipment out and sat down and we did it, yeah. right? And this is full frontal honesty with you. Yes. We are here and you're just going to have to take it and deal with it. From next week, we'll do some research. Yeah. But at yeah. least we made the... It, it, we made the... To we, we took the plunge. <laughs> we took the plunge, you know, uh, for you people... If you want to know about the new stuff, check out your... <laughs> Bruv, there's the internet, yeah? Google.com at bbc.co.uk news. Whatever all these places, find out all this information for yourselves. We're not here to play like George Alagaya, right? <laughs> and be all Speaking up in this. George Alagaya, I love yeah, him. Yeah, lovely man, lovely yeah. man. Or Naga Manchetti as well. You know, you can see all that stuff if you want right now on the news, right now. Switch on your TV right now. It's on the news. You want to listen to us. We're not going to be there to provide you all this information. We're not going to spe- spoon feed you through life. Spoon. Spoon food. Spoon food. Spoon feed. Spoon feed. Spoon food. Oh my God. We're not spoon food. We started so well. Yeah, exactly. You would never have guessed that we had done no prep. Absolutely. And now. Now you've been spoon food. You're going to be spoon feed. We're not going to spoon feed you through life. Okay. Oh, but you know what? Admit it, you guys, you've missed this shit. Exactly. You've missed it. Thank you to everyone that's been messaging us while we're gone saying, when are you guys coming back, man? We miss you. Come on, bring, deliver us those topics of agenda. Okay, no one actually said topics of agenda. But they, but you know, they're clamoring to get us back. So here we are. We're here. Thank you so much for all your love and support during that time period, even though we weren't here to provide you with this. And we hope to continue this and hope you continue that journey with us. Yes. Well, we will continue this. Yeah, exactly. It's going to continue. This is what this will continue, yes. Formal, the formal announcement halfway through the show. That we are continuing. We are indeed. Yes. Um, so what else has been happening on TV, Jojo B? Uh, so, unless you were living under a rock at Christmas time, you'll mm. know that there was a show called Bridgerton. Okay, so I never watched it. So you're telling me I'm under a rock? Well, no, but you knew of it, didn't I you? I did know of it, yes. Right? Okay. And I watched it, obviously. Sounded. I think as many a woman did for many obvious reasons. Sexist. But, well, I mean, for anyone who appreciates a beautiful man, uh, then you would have appreciated Reggae Jean Page mm-hmm. yeah. in Bridgerton, being the Duke. Um, so that's coming back for season two. Right. Reggae Jean Page is gone. Oh, no. Tatty bye. Um, he's he's not part of the main story. He didn't, and he didn't need to. The be. The main guy of the show that everyone so, watching it for is no longer in the show. Yeah, because it's based on books, and each book focused on different people. So the 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 people all appeared in the first book, right? But then it kind of moves focus. So then he becomes okay. a background player because he's had his story, and and I don't think it made sense for him to be around it as a background player because he's he's better than that. So okay. off he goes, and now. Here comes the Asians. Big up. And there's going to be a character called Kate Sharma. <laughs> Kate Sharma. So I think she's like 
I don't know if her family are mixed or because I, I don't. I've never read books, so I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. Um, it but sounds like the kind of character you know, like Karina Kapoor would play in like that early two thousands Bollywood films. Kate Sharma, hip chick girl living in London. I, so I don't think she was Asian in the book, and so they've just kind of given her <laughs> okay. a Asian surname but kept the original first name. But um, she's oh, going to be played okay. by Simone Ashley. Lovely. And if you have seen Sex Education, the program on Netflix, which is hilarious and worth watching, um, you would have seen her in that. And so she's going to be the main girl love interest. Awesome, awesome. Protagonist of this program. Awesome. Well, there you go. Like, so we're hoping for more representation. Um, we're getting one in one of the biggest success stories on Netflix of last year. Yes. So, and um, when is it coming out? The next season two. Um, it's big up <laughs> exactly. Year. Sometime this Sometime year. Sometime this year. So, like, what I would do is go into Google.com and search for it yourself. You lazy fuckers. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, actually, it might be next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, search for it yourselves. Good times. Good, search for yourselves. Good times, indeed. Um, other things that you might have missed that happened recently, there's a great uh, scene in EastEnders uh, with Jazz Diol. Um, that, was, uh, that was on, I think it was a couple of months ago, but it was it got pushed all over social media yeah. where this guy was kind of confronting him, coming into his store, um, speaking about his turban and he, he said that there's immortal line this is not a, a hat it's a crown and I think like it, honestly there was like a massive like collective like wow moment basically yep. amongst all of our communities basically so absolutely much respect to EastEnders for for showcasing that and putting that across big big shout out to CBeebies who recently had a show called What's on Your Head and was talking about the turban on there as well yeah so it talks about different communities and the things that they wear yeah. um, and they had an episode that we just happened to come stumbled across. Stumbled on it. Because we don't usually watch it. it at that time of day. Yeah. And you know. uh, yeah. No, it was amazing to see because, you know, at that age, we never saw these kind of things on television explaining to kids what a turban is, the reasons for it, uh, for uh, our people of our community wearing it. Yeah. Um, the history behind it as well. The different styles, obviously, they represent. You know, we've seen shows like that, obviously, you know, aimed at our age groups, but for younger children, you know, the prime of their lives to know about this kind of stuff yeah. is an amazing thing. And I wish there'd been more of that when we were kids, basically. I think it's it was really lovely for me to see because Bubs hasn't really had a chance to spend any time with my family, my yeah. side of the family. Um, he was born and then all of this, <laughs> this happened, happened. Yeah, basically. Exactly. You know, and I've obviously spoken about my own troubles before as well. So I was going through that and then lockdown happened. And so he's not really had a chance to mix with the, my ex the, my side of the extended family. Yep. And so he hasn't really seen anyone wearing a turban around him. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important for him to know that this is part of his background and his culture. Yep. And, you know, and there are family members who look like that. Yes, indeed. And... For, I mean, he was too young to understand what was being said, but to see it, the image of it is important it's as important, well. important, absolutely. Um, and yeah, well done CBBS for being Shout so representative. It's, you know, one of the most representative channels on television right now. It's brilliant, the shows I on love there. it. Yeah, so um, yeah, much, much credit to CBBS. Um, and yeah, it's great to see that kind of representation and education as well at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, and also Meet the Khans is on, a show about uh, Amir Khan and Fadil. Um, 
Or like a we little watched bit. one episode so far. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's like, I just, um, you know what? Good for them. Great yeah. for them. You know, uh, Amir Khan is one of the kind of like, I don't know, one of those stories that he should have been a lot bigger as a boxer in this country. Um, little, you know, people talk about the glass chin and stuff like that, but so much promise and so much potential and I never really feel like it fully got fulfilled. And um, it's really easy to get distracted by all the stuff that comes along with yeah. having a bit of success and a bit of fame. Yeah. And unfortunately, as the tabloids have shown us, he got very, very into that side of things. Into that side of things, very yeah, distracted. it's true. But, you know, even boxing-wise and the big fights and stuff, he got shown out on there as well, unfortunately. But, you know, he's, he's represented his community immensely, uh, in in boxing and in the sporting world, um, and now his private life is being out there, you know, in the public eye as well at the same time. I mean, it's good for people to see that, like Asians are normal people. I think for the wider British society, sometimes it can seem like we're just like some kind of, you know, like odd. Like what happens <laughs> yeah. behind closed doors? No one really understands. No one understands exactly, I don't know yeah. what's going on with that foreign muck, right? <laughs> and so actually, it's good to see that we're just like regular people doing regular things. They're rich regular people. I'm about to say it's not really so regular. They're doing rich when living things, in like, but they're doing, but they're doing rich people things that other rich people do. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so. Yeah. You know, rich people are rich people. It doesn't matter necessarily what background they're from. Yep, that's true. And so it's it's good to see. It is great to see. You know, in I'm, that sense. In that sense, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it kind of expecting like the most groundbreaking television you're ever going to witness to see. I'm defending this program, but <laughs> exactly. representation matters. <laughs> You of all people, I'm surprised at, um, because this is something that clearly wouldn't be up your street normally. But it is great to see. I can be a bit voyeuristic. No, of course. You know? We all can. That's yeah. the problem with our human nature and our society, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, shout out to American. shout out to his wife. Um, I hope Meet the Khans gets commissioned for a second series. Sure. Let's finish this film. Let's finish this first. film. Yeah, <laughs> we'll exactly. see. Um, what's been happening in our respective lives, Jojo B, in that time? I've been very tired. But in so, so tired. In, in, yeah. uh, amidst <laughs> all the tiredness and the complaining and moaning at me about it, you uh, have uh, indulged in your writing abilities. I have indeed. So, I used to write many, many years ago and then just stopped. Because, you know, I like trying things and then just stopping Another them. hobby dropped, Jojo B. She's the <laughs> it's queen. It's not about hob- dropping a hobby. Queen I just like to try a lot of different things. Dropped. And it's hard to do multiple things at once. So you usually just do a bit of one thing and then move on to the next. But anyway, then I saw that the, you know, friend of the show and writer extraordinaire, Nika Shukla, mm-hmm. was doing a memoir writing workshop. And yep. I took part. Yes. I signed up. I paid my dues. And I went and did this course for a few weeks and absolutely fucking loved it. It was a brilliant... If you if you got the chance to do any of his workshops, writing workshops, do it. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. Anyway, it got me really kind of like thinking about my experiences and how I can write about them. And then I was given the very great opportunity Yeah. by Priya Mulji, also a friend of the show. Yep. And Azjad Nazir, mm-hmm. also a friend of the show. Yep. Uh, who worked for... Um, not work for, I mean, as Jed edits, <laughs> Eastern Eye newspaper. Lackeys for Eastern Eye. <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, they work on Eastern Eye and they offered me like, first a column and then it ended up just being like a whole page spread. A whole page 
on Eastern Eye. Yeah, about my experience with high premises. Yes. And so I wrote what happened, what it is, what happened with me, the effects it can have, yep. all of that stuff. And I got published in a newspaper. A, 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 an actual paper yeah. newspaper. Print. It's crazy. With your name on it and everything. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I wrote a whole article about high premises. It's a very, very proud moment for our family uh, seeing this. And it, because it was such an important subject matter as well, you know, you weren't talking, you weren't going on there talking about some superficial shit. This was some real heavy handed information about something that doesn't get discussed amongst our communities. Yes. So my, my, purpose was that we, we need to have some more understanding of what it is within our community because I think sometimes having heard some of this as well while I was pregnant you can kind of just be cast off as being a bit soft yeah yeah, oh, yeah. she's just not handling pregnancy very well whatever being lazy blah 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 and so it's just to kind of give people a bit more understanding that if they see someone who's going through this that's close to them they aren't being lazy they're yeah. not trying to shirk their responsibilities they're genuinely incapacitated Yes, in a very serious and life-threatening way. Mm. And so they need the understanding, they need the rest, and they need your compassion. Yes, and indeed. And so that was what the aim was of the article, was just to raise awareness of what it is. It's not just morning sickness. Yeah, absolutely. I've spoken about this in detail before, so I won't go into it in detail and, again. And but it's still, I'm still very passionate about it. Yes, indeed. And you can still read the article. It is online on the Eastern Eye website. It is indeedy. You know, so, and thank you so much for all the great feedback that Jojo B received as I well. I got, I'm genuinely, I cried at the yeah. lovely feedback that I got from lots of different women um, within our community and beyond uh, just how much it resonated with them and that they had never seen anything like that written before. Yeah. Um, in especially to do with our community. Yes. Um, and and I'm really thankful that you could see your story out there as well as mine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for sure. While you get on with your writing. Yes. I will get on with mine. Because oh, yes! Jojo, while Jojo B has been wowing the literary world with her works, <laughs> um, your boy has been back on the mic flexing his musical skills the last few weeks. He's been prolific. I've been trying to basically keep up my work rate. You know, it's been it's been a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there and stuff. And so people can easily forget about you if you step away from music for uh, a prolonged period of time. And you did for a few years, to be fair. A few years, yeah. <laughs> we thought this few, few months being away from the native immigrants was bad. It's been a few years for your boy. Um, and, and, you know, after, you know, after a long period, you know, the, it come to a point in time where it was like, am I just underutilizing what I'm all about by not, you know, showcasing my abilities? Um, and this period, because of the gap between podcasts allowed me to get back to what my original love was, and that is music. And so, you know, I've been putting out some freestyles across social media that's been shared across thousands of people by a number of different followers and fans and peers and contemporaries um and it's been awesome you know like it's been great to get back to what i love doing and i've been i got a chance to work with so many great producers with some of these beats um guys i hadn't worked with such a long time as well and it gave me an opportunity to reconnect with them as well at the same time um one of the last ones i did was a history of british asian television which was shared amongst so many different people sunita saka from Ackley Bridge shared it as well um, amongst her social media yeah. followers. Um, and so, yeah, it's been great, you know, great to get back on it. And which means now 
that I have to divide my time amongst the podcast and with music as well going yes. forward. So it's going to be challenging, but it's a challenge that I'm willing and ready to accept because um, I'm passionate about this podcast and I'm passionate about my music. So yeah, you'll be hearing more from Swami Barakas musically in 2021 um, uh, with singles and more freestyles and collaborations, which I'm currently in the works of as well. So yeah, good and exciting times ahead for the B household. Yes, indeed. Okay. You know, people still think that the B in my name stands for Barakas. Stands for Barakas, yeah. It really doesn't. It I mean, predates, it, do. it predates Barakas by many years. <laughs> yeah, it does. But, it, you know, it just means it's shifted from, you know, from your previous B to this B, you know. It's the only thing that I have left that links me <laughs> to my maiden name. <laughs> Don't take it away. That lady's gone. No. Um... But in terms of our show, going forward, we decided during the break that although we were weekly episodes last year, it did mean that there were a lot of challenges for us in terms of all our other commitments in life. So for this season, we're going to attempt to go fortnightly. Yes. <laughs> Have any thoughts on that, Jojo B? Or are you just going to let me chat? I think we just need to make time for ourselves. And I think um, we'll obviously take on board any feedback we get from our listeners. Yeah, for sure. If you, you know, love it or hate it. Um, but we also need to balance out our lives. Yes. And let's not forget, we don't make any money from this shit. Exactly. So if we're going to do it for passion, then we're going to have to balance it with our other passion. Absolutely. Um, we hope you will continue the same journey with us. Season two was a fortnightly uh, season and people still listened you know, in, in big numbers. And we'll be far more organised because we won't have a brand new baby now. Exactly. We've you got know? a veteran baby. Veteran baby. <laughs> I was trying to think of the right phrase. <laughs> what a baby. He's a veteran baby. Veteran baby. I wanna, I, wanna, I, I don't think I've ever heard that term before in my life. But you know what? I, I'm, you know, I'm with it, you know. I'm with it. I'm on board with it, you know. I was trying to say he's I'm like on, a child, I'm but it sounded it. weird. So I thought veteran I'd say veteran baby. baby. Veteran baby, yeah. Do you mean, you know, he's, he's gone through the mire, you know, and he's <laughs> experienced all there is to experience with those long, hard years of being a baby. I think, um, I mean... I think it might be time to wrap up now with that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on that note. On that note, uh, we will be back in two weeks' time. And I can tell you guys now that we'll be joined by a very, very special guest on this show for that episode. Because we managed to get an interview with the legend that is Bali Sagu. He's just released a new album and he will be discussing that on, at length on our next episode. He will indeed. It's very exciting. Really exciting. Thank you so much to Bali for joining us and hope you all listen to his interview in two weeks' time. So, from me, Swami Barakas. And me, Jojo B. We'll catch you all in a couple of weeks, people. Peace. See ya.